Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, Horticulture for University of Illinois Extension Service, and I cover uh, Kane, DuPage, and Kendall Counties. This week I wanted to cover several different uh, topics, kind of lumping them all together, something about some insects as well as uh, what's going on in the vegetable garden. Um, and, and right now we've had um, a fair amount of rain. It's uh, subsided here recently again, yet uh, that rain has really energized a lot of our vegetables, uh, especially all the fine crops. We've got uh, pumpkins that are growing quickly, lots of uh, ornamental gourds that are filling out quickly. Uh, they're still growing. The vines themselves are still growing very rapidly, seemingly feet a day. Um, for some of us, that means they've gotten way out of hand. Um, and yet we can't really be cutting off the vines because uh, out on the vine is where your uh, fruit is going to develop, whether it's a gourd, a pumpkin, uh, summer squash, winter squash, uh, cucumbers. So we need to leave that in place, of course. Uh, but we do need to be harvesting some of these still quite regularly, and in particular the uh, summer squashes like yellow, straight neck, and crook neck, as well as zucchinis. They can go from just a pollinated female flower to something that's quite quite edible, quite sizable for the family dinner table as fresh table use in a matter of three or four days, maybe five at the tops. So you really need to maintain a good, vigorous uh, harvesting program there in, in that case. Um, the other uh, harder rind uh, vine crops like the gourds and the pumpkins, um, of course, they're, they're going to be there until much closer to fall uh, when the rinds are very hard. And these are the squashes that we're going to store for weeks or months on end uh, before we get to enjoy them because they have that hard, hard rind. They are not going to uh, lose moisture, rot, and in any way be less edible. So they're going to be very good uh, in the weeks to come. So the other parts here would be that, uh, and I've mentioned before, but uh, tomatoes, if they're within um, five, seven or so days of being what would appear to be ripe, go ahead and pick them if you need to, especially just before and immediately after a rainstorm so you don't want those to crack and split and otherwise uh, lose out on some very good high-quality vegetables because of that. I've mentioned in the past about uh, maintaining uh, snap beans as well. Uh, harvest them regularly, get them when the, the bean is just starting to make a bulge in the pot, and that's when they're most edible and, and delightful. So uh, that's pretty much what's going on in, in the vegetable garden. Uh, we've had a couple other insects that uh, have been kind of called in or emailed in or brought to our attention and one of them is the cicada killer which is a relatively large wasp maybe inch and a half or so in length and by by the fact that of the name cicada killer this this wasp uses parasitized cicadas as a food source for the for the offspring uh, as they hatch from her egg uh, and uh, the alarming part of this is that uh, they dig a hole somewhere around a half an inch in diameter and several inches into the soil they really prefer open areas without a lot of vegetation so um they could be around playgrounds, they can be volleyball, um, uh, netting areas, um, and while the female is off collecting a cicada to to uh, feather her nest with, so to speak, the male cicada hovers around very nearby protecting that area. So while really neither one of them have the ability 
uh, much of an ability to sting. It's quite alarming when you see some insect that size buzzing around your head. Uh, they're here for a brief amount of time. Um, the life cycle here is that the female lays her eggs relatively quickly. As I said, uh, supplies the egg with a um, parasitized cicada or some other larger insect like a katie did as a food source. And uh, after that, uh, all that kind of activity subsides and, uh, you know, kind of life goes back to normal in, in those areas. Uh, because they like those kinds of spots, uh, sandy areas, opened areas, uh, mulching those, mulching it if it's an open bed will will help uh, with the problem. Um, fencing out an area where they seem to be laying the uh, uh, laying their eggs um, is another way just to avoid the problem. Understanding the life cycle, of course, is very important. Um, these are good guys in the sense that they're helping manage the cicada population. So um, leave them alone if you can um, and uh, just teach family members what's going on and make a science project. And uh, hopefully uh, you, and, you and they will uh, be compatible for the next few more days while they're out there. The other insect that's been uh, that we haven't seen yet so much because we're not paying attention is we have the big uh, paper nest building uh, bald faced hornets. Those are the guys that create those great, great big colorful uh, football sized uh, paper nests up in the up in the deciduous trees uh, in the neighborhoods and in our yard perhaps or in the park. Again, they have been there really all season, slowly getting that nest bigger and bigger and, and, and uh, uh, supplying the offspring that have hatched there with uh, food and energy. Uh, we kind of take notice of them when we finally realize they're in the tree next to the front door. Um, they're at the park next to the swing set, and uh, they have coexisted with us very well all season long. And as long as we continue to leave them alone, uh, they leave us alone, and and um, as the nest is emptied as it would naturally be, um, as the offspring leaves, uh, the nest can be removed in the the, the colder temperatures of the winter time, um, and uh, and you, and you'll be rid of the nest in that way. They will stay over winter in singularly. Uh, hibernating anywhere they find a crack or a crevice in the tree trunk or or in the crevice of a building or something and they start this uh, start this process again all all over um, next year so the cicada killer uh, quite vigorous quite obvious right now the bald taste hornet nest not so much but yet you will begin to see it show up as trees change color. A lot of times the nest remains that gray papery color, so it's quite contrasting to the to the environment that it's placed in. Sometimes we see these, in, for example, in a lot of our red maple cultivars, where as the leaves turn a bright red, the, the nest is just uh, jumps out at us uh, in that contrast, so we see it there. So these are a couple of insects I wanted to bring to your attention this week, as well as uh, encouraging you to maintain um, and keep up with the harvest of your vegetables uh, and enjoy them while they're young and tender. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure to talk to WDCB listeners, and I'll be back again next week.